Hello, Shahid here, and welcome back to another Creative Floor Awards podcast. Our award show is open, and the early bird deadline is this Friday, the 9th of February. Don't worry, it's not the actual final deadline. That's not until the 12th of April, but there are lots of cheaper rates available between now and then. Just letting you know. Uh, If you would like a shout out on any of these episodes for any open roles or production services, or even if you're out of work and you just want to let people know where to find you, just email us at awardsatthecreativefloor.com. This is the final episode, Forecast 24. So if you haven't listened to part one, two or three, do not listen any further. I'm going to need to catch up for this one to make sense. If you are enjoying these episodes, please do share them with your colleagues. Um, If you have any friends, send them to them as well. And if you have a spare 10 seconds, please do write us a review. In fact, even if you don't have a spare 10 seconds, please write us a review. Anyhow, uh, let's get on with the conclusion to uh, this incredible recording. Enjoy. I think that the, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, it's a really small example. It's not the big idea stuff, but we have made a film uh, towards the end of last year, you know, a documentary type thing with some doctors and some nurses. And the title, we needed a title screen, like a, a front, you know, like an ident. And it's just, it wasn't, but it will now be a series. So there's an ident at the front. So I took, a, bearing in mind, I'm a copywriter and I used to be, as Adrian often points out, a pharmacist. So I'm still learning how to be a creative. But I took this, it, well, I'll tell you that story a, a bit later. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I always think it doesn't matter what the disciplines are. Just do what you want to do. So I took the image from uh, their master image, which is a static image, and I needed to change something. It's got a person in it. But the person's obviously static because it's a still image. But still images in film are a bit boring. But with uh, with uh, image generation, uh, I was able to remove part of the person, remove the person, and have painted back in a new background. And it would take probably a day, maybe a day and a half, if I put it into studio. Uh, but I could get this done in um, about five minutes. And because I'd removed the person, I could now drop in a uh, an image, a, a film, a little video clip of a person, which I downloaded from you know, a stock library of a person standing there, a green screen, so keyed them out. Anyway, the point is the client would not have afforded, was not prepared to pay for, would not have paid for the extra time that it would have taken to retouch it or or do all the retouching and everything else. So uh, it wouldn't have happened. But we were able to give the client a much better product, was better for us and better for them in relatively no time at all for relatively little expense so i'm sorry if that put a designer or a retoucher out of an hour's out of a day's work but i'm the creative and what i was able to do therefore was to think about what i wanted to achieve and get it done and the client then got a better product that the ai or the image enabling part of the software we use were enabled me to do a better job you still need the person, you still need the creative person to have thought to themselves, this image needs this, this needs to be done, this is how the whole thing should be should come together. The technology was just the enabler. Uh, and it made, it just made a big difference. And it was, it was so swift, there's no pretending that the cost 
the value to the client is in the hours put in. The value is in the idea. There we go. I do, I do think I do. I, I muck about with mid journey quite a bit actually. I do kind of think it, I, I don't know whether the skills in the the skill is in the way that you you phrase the phrase the or write the brief for mid journey to um, uh, to fix. And so it's very good at. I don't know, it's very good at generating portraits, but I don't know. I've, most of the stuff I see on LinkedIn is mostly, um, what if Star Wars? What if a Star Wars helmet looked like a, I don't know, Chinese water um, uh, water pattern? Um, all that sort of stuff. You kind of go, well, yes, it really, looks really slick, but I'm never going to be able to use that in, a, in anything other than a LinkedIn post. But one thing, I said, like ChatGPT is is. I don't know, it's going to kill everyone, isn't it, really? I wonder, because, I mean, like, you can use it for just about everything. And if you... So, ChatGPT, I, I had to do this thing about... Um, I had to very quickly smash together something uh, for a small biotech company um, who specialised in a thing called Theranostics. And nobody could really un- explain what Theranostics actually is. So, so for in, in prostate-specific metastatic cancer... Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, well, I'm an art director. Come on, scientists, explain it to me. And I started going around the houses. So in the end, I just ended up chat, doing it on ChatGPT. And then got a, got a, got a, I don't know, 300-word scenario back as to actually what it was. Then you do comparisons with the, um, with the other drugs that work like this. <clears throat> and it's quite amazing, the stuff you get back. Now, if you were to go to a planner, you'd probably get about three days' worth of work on seven and a half hours a day, you know, finding this stuff out i think i did it in about two hours um once i'd worked out what the question what the correct question was was to ask it and you do kind of think oh my god this is pretty pretty frightening obviously i run the answers back through the through the through the medical guys and um and they were like yeah that's great okay and then used it as a foundation of a brief um and then you're able to have a, like, a conversation with a client on their level or, or on a scientific level and drop in the odd, you know, science word here and there. But I just find it, it's, just, it's incredible, you know, um, filling out awards forms and stuff like that. You know, everyone's really verbose. Lob that through chat GPT. Could you break this down into 300 words? I know I've written 1,000. Then you've got something to work with. Um, and then you can read through it and go, mm, yeah, okay, I'd probably change that, change that, change that. So yeah, I just, I find it a, a, a frightening yet fascinating um, tool. It's not until it all starts telling lies and we start believing it, then um, <laughs> then we're all screwed. But for the time being, let's make hay while the sun shines. But as I said, uh, uh, yeah, mid journey's all right. Um, but uh, yeah, I was trying to make a, I was trying to do this thing, and I think the good way of testing it is to go, is to is to know what the answer is. So. If you imagine, right, right, I'm going to put a bird flying out of a cage, for example, right? If you kind of know, okay, I want to see the cage open, it's going to be a wire cage and it's going to have a door open and a bird's going to be flying out of it. I tried that about 10 times. The bird was always flying into the cage. I was like, no, 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 let's write it again, write it again, write it again. It's not quite there yet. The lighting, superb. Um... The actual bird itself looked amazing, but I couldn't get it to turn around and fly out of the cage. It was always flying in the cage. <laughs> I just think there's, it's it's there, but it's not there visually um, for me. But having, if you know what you're trying to achieve, it's a really good tool to sort of have a look at how these scenarios are going to pan out. 
um, or give you some ideas to uh, to to work work further forward. But I do I do worry a bit for the I call them the laptop classes, the the, the class that never got like screwed by COVID. We just took our laptops home and carried on working. I think you know we're experiencing now what what you know your steel workers and your car manufacturers um are experiencing when automation came along and I, I i do think it's like it's really new to us and we're all a bit nervy about it um i just think it just think you just need to embrace it and sort of try and find a way of working with it as opposed to moaning about it but that goes back to the talent point doesn't it i think yeah. isn't that about sort of you know trying to attract people that come at things that's at left field right you've got ai tools that help get you to a you know, a, a form of execution much quicker. But if you're not coming at it from a tangent or a different perspective, you're always going to be coming out with pretty similar looking work, right? And then the, yeah. you sort of lose your competitive edge. So, yeah, I, I I think there is fear, but there's only fear if you've got no talent behind those platforms. I think because then you've got no competitive yeah. edge, right? Yeah, being able to work with Mshahid. Yeah, you're right. You're right, and knowing. And knowing what you're trying to achieve, as opposed to accepting what comes out, what gets spat out at the end of it. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, goes back to if you're interested enough, you keep plugging away till you get what you want. the The technology is just the tool, the enabler. Yeah, totally. It's interesting because um, there's, there's two guys there who I respect as creators. So listening to them talk about. Uh, using the technology as the enabler. Perfect. When desktop publishing came out, everybody said, that's it, the end of the newspaper, end of the magazine. Actually, what it did do is make everybody a graphic designer. And we thought it was beginning of the end. Well, Neville Brody's still out there doing great work because yeah. he embraced. And what the guys are talking about is, I think I said it before, and I was one of the first guys to say, this, this is a tool. Let's not get carried away, but it's actually a very sophisticated tool We've got to learn to run toward it so it doesn't scare us. It, it understands we're here and we're going to use them to get what we want, not for it to get what it wants from us because that's lazy work. My only gripe with um, mid-journey is everything looks the same. It's come out of the same highly saturated, condensed color studio that's only got one button. Highly fucking condensed, saturated color. It's got a nurse. It's got a nurse filter on it. It has, yeah. <laughs> and, I start, and I and I always go. I always think to myself, Gee, I remember seeing retouches on ten eights, retouching a hand with some chocolate or whatever they were doing as a photocomposite, all shot on ten eight and five four, mm. composed and then put together, and then there was the actual artwork. Well, it's it's not a surprise that technology is getting getting us to where we are now, which I think is brilliant which gets back to that comment before, what kind of creative? They are tech-enabled creatives who can see something through using technology, but technology isn't the answer to the solution. It's just the tool to help chisel it out. And let's be honest. That's a quarter. Everything that, yeah, <laughs> and, and everything that Midjourney Mid does is from a massive library. It's just how good is the search engine, how sharp is the scraper, and how the real talent sits, as you said before, Adrian, with how smart, how clever, how articulate was the prompt or the request to challenge the search engine to come back with what it's come back with. Um, but, yeah, look, I love all that. And, you know, um, as I said before, 
creative today isn't so much about the crafting of something, it's about the immersive experience that technology is allowing us to have to experience an issue or a situation to get an appreciation. Oh, so that's what dementia is all about. But no one's going to forget the um, the demonstration of a room in a shopping arcade where everything in that prefab room for people to walk through was on an angle or loose or dodgy or rattled. And it said, if you're feeling odd here, imagine how a person with dementia is feeling or with Parkinson's. So human engagement and human immersion, that's why we love fairgrounds and that's why we go to it during the daytime and the nighttime because they're two different experiences. But there's human, the human need to feel something they haven't seen before but feel familiar with at the same time and be challenged. I love the technology. It's beyond my capability. I can't even fucking sort a Zoom call without asking six people. So, you know, I am the dinosaur in the room. But I sit and I listen to you guys talking and I think, particularly you, Adrian, because I know how incisive you are and um, so when I have no chance to actually physically work with you, but I know your background, you aren't happy with how it works. You're happy with what's making it work so you can make it work harder. I love that. I have a head like a sieve. It goes in, falls through the holes, and whatever's left is something I can possibly wrap my head around and get a general idea for. You guys totally understand what this is about, and I love it. I, um, I've got a question for everyone on this subject then. So these technologies, as you say, they're, they're, based, they're not much fur, further forward than chalk and slate in terms of their evolution. They're just going to become amazing. But is it going to affect people in different ways? This is my hypothesis. I wonder what the guys, you guys out there think. The older people like us, the people who we know the industry, we've been around, we're, we're the guys who love producing the work. But actually, we've actually got teams of people who work for us and we're, we're loving what we do. We're loving the journey that these technologies enable us to achieve. That's great. I think we ought to be fairly secure because we're not scared by it. And I think younger guys coming through, maybe it's part of their environment now. They should embrace it. They'll be able to use the technologies to enable them to do better work, to do unusual work, to have different ways of approaching, you know, radical ways of approaching things that we perhaps wouldn't have thought of. And great, we'll love that too. But maybe there's a, a group in the middle. They're not quite so young that this is part of the fabric of their life, but they're not quite so senior that they can sit back and watch teams use this stuff to their great advantage. Are they the ones who are going to be squeezed, the kind of middleweights? What do you think? I'm not sure it is dependent on whether you're junior middleweight or senior weight. I think it's about mindset, personally. Yeah, good, good show. Mindset, mindset yeah. Is, is, is at any age, right? Yeah. That's just my perspective. I learned how to record and edit a podcast. I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a sound engineer, but I have an interest in all things. I love running towards things that make me go shit. I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but I'm going to dive straight in. And I think that's the mindset. So I'm not sure it's about how long you've been in the industry. I think it's just your, your desire to, to make cool yeah. stuff, I guess. I sort of, I sort of totally agree with that. I mean, you, you put something on the table there, Selwyn, which is which is very interesting. I can see where you're coming from, and it's made me think a little bit. But then I go, I then go back to what you said yourself, which is, are people interested in that enough? That's yeah, that's where you've been coming from, and I'm I'm really buying into that because 
the people around the table here, the five of us, we're all sort of interested, aren't we? We, we, all of us. It doesn't matter what experience we are or what. I mean, I've been out of the, out of the industry for a little while. I've just come back into it, but I'm sort of interested enough, and I know that we're we're all interested enough, and I think that's really the most important thing, even for people that have just come into the industry, or for that little segment that you've described, those people that not quite senior but are a little bit more experienced, you know. I think they've got to be interesting enough to to take on the new challenges that are appearing that are coming their way. I think you're right. I think I did phrase it wrongly. You're you're absolutely right. People who embrace the technologies are going to get the best out of their careers, and therefore we as employers might get the best out of them, and clients well, get the best well, out. I of them. think so. I mean, you're you're a creative director. You're also a writer. You're a copywriter. But I, you know, I've, the last few years I've been coming up to to learn at Adam's Bones, and I've seen you work, and I've seen you, I've seen you edit film. You know, I watch you on your computer there editing a film. You mm-hmm. know, which is remarkable. I mean, if you know, twenty years ago, I'd said to you, by the way, so and then if you you're going to do some film editing, you wouldn't believe it. But the difference is, it's there, and you don't mind getting involved in that. You don't mind having a look because you're you're like the rest of us. We're all fascinated in technology. We're fascinated in communication. We're fascinated in human behavior, and behavior is everything, isn't it? I mean, it's it's absolutely everything that we do is based on 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 behavior. It's interesting that we're having this conversation because probably forty, thirty years ago, we wouldn't have any idea how a retoucher does his job. We just know we did a layout, goes to the retouching house down at Color Studio Ten Color Studios. And it comes out the way you want it, and a few, a few changes here and there. <clears throat> but because of technology, everybody is now an expert, or at least yeah. very familiar with the technology and its capabilities. So suddenly, you've got, as you just said, you know, Selwyn, you're doing film editing, you're doing retouching, you're doing blah blah blah, because it's available to the common man through technology. So the human need to be inquiring is becoming more liberated. So for those who find that opportunity and are interested, to your point, there is, there is that place. You know, I'm, I'm really interested in how a screenplay is written. I'm really interested in how a story, how a piece of creative is inspired. I'm not necessarily interested in the technology that's going to get me there, but I am interested in how is that, how can I get a squirrel with a, with a, a V8 engine in its ass and a, and a full-face helmet on its head without having to get an illustrator to do it for me. Yeah. Well, there's this thing called mid-journey. You know, there it is. Um, so I just think we're, we're all a symptom of an evolving technology and in the scheme of life, a second hasn't even gone by yet and we've got all that technology jammed in with all that information and we're just scraping the iceberg. It's amazing. <laughs> time for some quick shout outs for everything about advertising marketing media creativity in the middle east arab ad is your go-to source it is the first advertising magazine born out of the region and since 1986 arab ad keeps a watchful eye on the pulse of adland to bring you the latest and greatest check out arabadonline.com and via your social media channels for more information and we will drop their url in the show notes too just to let you also know that 
by popular demand, our working from home candle scents are back. Sans bullshit, out of office, pitch win, and the all-nighter are back in stock. But this is it. This is the last and final batch. No more of these scents will ever be made again. All are handmade, all are hand-signed, all come with a bespoke Spotify playlist to enhance their mood-changing scents. They are beautiful. All proceeds go towards our Talent Diversity Fund, and a tree is planted for everyone bought as well. You can find out more information on them and the Spotify playlist. And if you want to purchase them, just go onto our site or our Instagram account and just go to shop. Yeah, I, I didn't even get to my analogy about dishwashers. Yeah. Oh, Did you make it work in the end? They're not really, no. <laughs> it was basically this, and it's really about the technologies. I, I was thinking about, you imagine an old Jetsons cartoon or old science fiction. The idea of a dishwasher was basically a machine that replicated the way humans wash dishes. It was mechanical arms holding scrubbers with, you know, soap. Mm the technology that they imagined was a version of what we as humans do, but it was just technologized, if that's a word. But a dishwasher isn't like that. It works in a different way. It's a box with spinning uh, blades that throw water everywhere. It uses different chemicals and it doesn't scrub dishes and it doesn't have, you know, scourers and brushes, but who cares it, if you're, if you're, if you're the the, uh, the person who wants to get dishes washed, a dishwasher washes them. And the creative that we used to think of as all about ideas becoming executions, it's irrelevant. The ideas, in the analogy, the idea is I need the dishes washed. How do I achieve it? And the dishwasher is the way we achieve it. The fact that it's not like anything we did before doesn't matter. The creative embraces it. The Luddite doesn't like it because it's not the way things used to be done. And the irony about maybe four or five guys, well, five guys who are, Shahid, you're probably the youngest, but sitting around uh, here where, you know, we've been through the industry a lot. But actually, we're trying to tell everybody out there, embrace the change, love the differences. Yeah, Don't be scared of them. But I actually feel that, like you mentioned Luddite, that's an old-fashioned phrase. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think, I'll be honest, I don't think Luddites join advertising somehow i don't think it's their cup of, i think you have to be a certain person anyway that wants to come into comms that wants to come into branding that wants to get into human behavior you know that wants to get into breaking with convention you know i anything like that you're not gonna be a luddite are you really i suppose what i'm saying here it it takes a person who I think is interested enough, as you call it so, and to want to come into our industry? Is that a fair comment or not? I think or so. Do you think, or do you think people come in the industry and think, I don't know where I'm going, I'm just going to give it a try, but I can't be asked. Years ago, I went for a job interview, Frank. You might remember this. And I, I sat in the in the job yeah. interview with the art director, who the head, the head of art he was, who was going to be my partner, and the creative director yes. of, uh, uh, and uh, I said, I was really, I was only young, I, I was young-ish. Well, I was young into the industry. I'd been around about 12, 14 months. I was in this interview and I said, I really love, I just want to get involved in everything. 
I want to get involved in everything. And the art director said at the time, uh, you are the writer. I do the pictures and you do the words. Yeah, yeah I remember that. And, uh, I remember as <laughs> well, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then I was hired. And, and I've always felt that, that, that that's actually, you just need to love the industry. It doesn't matter whether you do words or pictures. Uh, you just have to love the output and whatever you can achieve. And maybe you're right. So maybe the Luddites are not the people who come in, but there are people who come in, particularly on the, maybe on the writing side, who love love the science, but not the output. And we have to love both. Yeah, good. Yeah, well put. Um, well, look, that was an incredible conversation. A great way to kickstart 2024. The lessons that I got from this conversation and for anyone listening to this, I would say, is to focus on your culture in 2024, protect it with your life. Please be aware of isolation for yourself and anyone else in your team. Please don't forget the human touch across all your interactions, your work, and potentially how you do the dishes. So <laughs> I'd like to thank you all. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Selwyn. And thank you, Jeremy. It's very late where you are. I wish you a brilliant 2024. And yeah, take it easy. Thank you. Brilliant. It's been a great way to kick off and kick off the year. <laughs> brilliant. Take care, everyone. All right. All right. Take care, guys. It was great talking. Bye -bye. Cheers, guys.